after the encounter with Jesus from that night I started crying and saying to someone for the first time in life that I love you his love was enough for me to get the complete deliverance and I screamed and I cried and said Jesus is my lord he's my everything uh, but that was not the end but it was the beginning the demon started attacking me in everywhere sometimes i feel like someone is grabbing my legs or i feel like i'm i'm in the four feet air up in the air and just like a shifting in everywhere but when i was on the dreams that attacking me in every part i was like speechless sometimes i cannot share with my family what what will i share to my family uh who is there in the church that casting out the demons no one in the church in that casting out the demons on 2017 when i was having this problem i said to some and to the pastors um, that i have some problem i'm seeing the demons in me i'm, I'm when i i cannot i cannot see i cannot uh, uh, look at the mirror because i'm not seeing the uh, mirror in uh, in me me but i'm seeing a demon so i said to the pastor i call him uh, and i said this is the thing this is the thing i am a, i i am a devil worshiper i go to this i worship this the i call i tell the principality's name all right i say the names of the devil that i worship i i i i i say the everything about the devil the name i i i share the witchcraft stuff that what i have done i i tell everything and he was like what he is talking about and he because he's he's hearing about the first thing because uh, pastors and all the people doesn't have the demonology and this he said like uh, stary uh, you guys you need to meditate and if you have anything uh, more problem like uh, he was trying to saying to me that go to some psychiatrist or anything because you have some problem but he he was he he didn't say about the deliverance he didn't say about the caster demons he didn't pray about me he said this is my hallucination and it's your overthinking but in truth i am seeing the demons in me on 2017 and they, my church people doesn't help me and no one no one helped me so that's how i went to the new age thing and i transformed into as a the devil again but when i came back to the uh, um, my life my, when jesus christ gave my life back i thought that everything is all right because i was having encounter in hell and i was have jesus save me and jesus i was having in a beautiful encounter with jesus christ i was like all right now i am free i don't want to i don't want to be struggle again uh, i don't want to be uh, cry again for the devil or anything but on that night on march 17 i was crying and screaming and i was like lord i love you and i love you i don't know what i have done to you i i destroyed this i undid i done this i done this jesus hug me i love you i am with you well, i was like a, i have a pocket bible small bible i was putting in my heart and I said Lord I know, I know you're with me on that night full I was crying and crying but after that two days I was having a dream a bad dream that someone want to talk to me again and that's like a destroying me whispering my hair you know so close whispering whispering in my uh, hair and I was like uh, I, when I open my eyes I can see someone that's standing uh, behind me or standing in, in my in front of my legs I feel like so bad I when I when I sometimes I when I wake I will be in four feet sometimes I, sometimes I feel like uh, someone someone is handling me I was like I need to take out I understand that I need to take out every poison inside of me every 
everything even the drugs every black person inside of me and i need to destroy the occult things inside of me because the one thing that i know that the devil's notebook that i wrote it uh so many things that i wrote in the book of the devil and i have a notebook i call the devil's notebook and i have written everything by the blade and everything about the what is the devil talking me all night long i i, I will listen to the devil what he's talking about all right he 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 talked me like he talked me like uh, very close he he will come to the smoke of the presence and he will talk into my mind and i will listen to him and i will write down everything and i will do what he want to do I, I, he will be talking about the power he will talking about the what to do next what to do next what you need to do next what you know what, what, where if you want to go to this place you can do this thing and i will listen to them and i will put, I, i'll put the blood and i will i will write it down everything so i need to destroy everything that the book first so i take up everything i call my friend and i go to the place where i have done my first witchcraft ceremony it was like a small forest over there and i went back over there and i burn it completely burn it all the crystal balls uh dark art oji board uh like uh, all the stuff even i was having the cemetery sand even because if i if i if i need to put if i need to put this person to the death i can write his name and i could put the photon into the devil's box and he will die he will be dead on that time so i was i was so i was so serious on the on this power i was so serious on this witchcraft i was so serious to put the people into the isolation i was so serious so i was i i i i, I take everything out of my home every magical things and every uh, occult things and i burn it completely and after that when i was i was seeing i was seeing a, a big light in my home a big piece uh, my father and my mother was like a, having like a so beautiful into my my into my face and they was like uh he's reading bible i mean what happened to him well he's reading bible and he's like a praying what happened to him and then slowly my father understand something what what happened to him like uh, because he know while i was doing when i was doing the double worshiping my father warned me so many times you're going to the wrong way you're going to the wrong way he found he warned me so many times and my mother doesn't know anything and my, i have never said to anything and my but my sister know it and after uh, taking up everything i said to my mother i was this and she was shocked and she was crying and yeah we we both prayed and after that i i call out every demons out of my home because i know these demons inside of me i say go out 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 even say anything so i know in the name of jesus there's a power and the blood of jesus there's a power so i i i i i repeat and i repeat all night long and i pray and i pray so when i call the demons I, by names and principalities by names and i can feel something going out from my body and my and my home then i start a of praying and praying and praying reading in his presence then i finally like the devil doesn't show me then after that after all the prayer in one week the devil doesn't show me up again uh, he doesn't show me up and but but his presence was with me and jesus presence was with me in full night long when i was meditating one last before last one year full long uh, and while i was praying i, I didn't turn off my phone I didn't use my phone or TV or anything. I was one year, one year full reading Bible and praying and everything. And yeah, that's how that's how I got the complete deliverance. And I started worshiping him full time, worshiping and praying and praying. And his 
His presence, His presence is the reality of God that is in us and with us, you know. Amen. Then reading the Bible and after knowing the complete story of the Bible, I understand from the Genesis to Revelation that He is God, Jesus Christ. Then I found the third person of the Holy Spirit, the Helper. So I feel like uh, I need to know more uh, about the Holy Spirit and I can feel something when I think about the Holy Spirit I can feel some fire then moving around me one day while I was searching about Jesus Christ motion picture I found an amazing man uh, called Billy Graham and I knew him uh, when I was baptized in the water in the 2017 before he died from the church people they put his preaching on the big screen so I know Billy Graham is a preacher uh, but I don't know everything uh, so I opened his uh, one of crusade and he was talking about Jesus Christ is alive yes Jesus Christ is alive he rose from the dead and that day that Easter Sunday morning that first Easter when Mary and Mary Magdalene and Salome went to the grave expecting to anoint a dead body they saw the angel sitting there and they said where is Jesus the angel said, he is not here, he is risen. I submit to you tonight that that's the greatest news the world has ever heard. He is not here. He has conquered the grave. He's alive. And ladies and gentlemen, I believe that there's more proof that Jesus Christ rose from the dead than almost any other fact in Roman history. I don't believe there's a fact in ancient history today so well proven as the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But even if there was no proof, no historical proof, no scientific proof, and there is, I would still believe it because I believe this book is God's inspired word and the whole early church went up and down the country preaching the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That was the thing that shook the Roman Empire that a man had risen from the dead, that he was alive, that death could not hold him. Christ is alive. He's a living Savior. Then I started reading his books and audio sermons, and after that I was thinking that I need to share my testimony with someone. Well, how can I share my, how can I share my uh, testimony with the with my church uh, because they already rejected me and my family saying Terry is a witch and he is coming from a witch family a witchcraft family so I was having a big problem to share my testimony and finding a good teacher to know more about the Bible and the Holy Spirit then I found an, a man called Nicky Cruz a former gangster in New York City and his family was from the dark side I was like, man, this story seems like same to me. So I got so excited to see Brother Nikki's feelings and stories. You can get high in sex, you can get high in alcohol, you can get high in all kinds of drugs. I was high in hate and violence. When Nikki Cruz showed up on the scene, people had every reason to run and hide. He wasn't just the leader of the renowned Mau Mau's, the toughest gang in New York City. Nicky was an animal. New York City was a jungle. The law of the jungle, you behave like an animal. An animal don't know the difference between right and wrong. An animal had to kill 
another animal for survival. So did you ever kill somebody? I can answer that question. But I can say that again, yes, we did it together. Pain and violence weren't anything new to Nikki. He grew up with it in Puerto Rico, where his parents brutally abused him. Nikki's father used to throw him in a room with pigeons. He, he put me there naked, and, uh, and I used to scream, and the pigeons used to get scared, and they crashed me all over. And Nikki's mother? She hit me so much, and she knocked me out unconscious so many times, over and over. That honestly, to God, I, if I grab a knife and I pull it, I didn't feel the pain anymore. It wasn't just because they were cruel. They were possessed. I, I know that I was planted into the wounds of a witch. Seances, satanic worship, animal sacrifices. They were all a normal part of his parents' lives. I saw my mother possessed by the devil many times. My mother had to eat everything when she was under the influence of Satan. So did my dad. All those animals sacrificed, all the blood that was shared, and the smell that was of the pulsar, and the spirit that used to manifest, it was scaring. So when he hit the streets of New York, Nicky was a hardened man, void of love, full of hate. I want to do to others what my mother did to me, period. I want to know how it feels to get hurt. And I used to feel good when I used to hurt some people. But alone in his tiny apartment in the projects, he didn't feel good. Uh, privately, when I was alone, loneliness became like a seductive woman that crawled inside of my chest and eat me. And, and I was there twisting and fighting and I felt so lost. The most that you can live in the way I used to live is, is 20 years. And I was 19 already. One year, I'll be dead. Only two people saw the desperate condition of Nikki's heart. One was a psychologist. He told me about fight time. There's a dark side in your life that nobody can penetrate. Nikki, you walk in straight to jail, the electric chair and hell, and there's no hope. The other was a pastor named David Wilkerson. He risked his life to tell Nikki there was hope. I heard this voice, God had the power to change your life, and I start cursing loud. You come near me, I'll kill you. I spit at his face and I hit him. And I told him, I don't believe in what you're saying, and you get out of here. Nikki never expected what he heard Wilkerson say next. You could cut me up into a thousand pieces and lay them in the street. And every piece will still love you. It did damage good in my brain and in my heart I began to question and for two weeks I could not sleep thinking about love. Nikki and his gang showed up at one of Wilkerson's rallies and one by one they gave their lives to Christ. It was the crucifixion, Jesus' death on the cross, that grabbed Nikki. I never heard it and I fell for him. When he died on that cross he was a man like you. You had the same fears and the same feelings that you have. That little boy began to think about where I was hurt. I was choked up with pain. And, it, it, and my eyes were fighting. And tears began to come down. And more tears. And I was fighting. And then I surrendered. And then I let Jesus hug me. 
unless I let my my hair rest on his chest. I say, okay. I'm sorry. Forgive me. And for the first time, I told somebody, I love you. And I told her, I love you, Jesus. The love Nikki got in return radically changed his life. And when I opened my eyes, I got a new heart. I have been born again. I'm a child of the Lord. Next person that I found after Nikki just shocked me completely because my story is related to his story. Exodus is John Ramirez. He was a high priest in Sandaria and when I was so when I was so uh, that he was exposing everything I was like a smiling because I am afraid to share my testimony to expose but I understood one thing that it was God God's plan to show these people to me. My father's side came from a family of witches and warlocks. My father was very heavy into Santeria, very heavy into spiritualism. John longed for a relationship with his dad, but his father was abusive. There was no love, there was no compassion. We watched him beat my mother in the house. He came in drunk most of the time, uh, demanding stuff, asking for stuff. If things were then done a certain way, it was always put down, hurtful words, dummy, stupid, you're gonna amount to nothing, that kind of stuff. I would just stand by the door and look and see what he was up to because I was looking to see if there was time for me. Just to have an interaction, right? we did something, my dad and I did something. But he was connected to the demons, he was connected to spiritualism. John's mother was also influenced by Santeria. At his aunt's suggestion, she took John to a tarot card reading. The lady sent the cards, I had 30 days to do a ceremony or I would be blind. So my mother, as a good mother, didn't want nothing to happen to her son, so we did it. They blindfolded me, did a bath for me with herbs, and they started chanting and calling the five main god demons from Santeria. From that moment, John's life changed. My whole personality, everything who I stand for as a young boy, was no longer there. I felt like someone took a black blanket and just put it right over me, spiritually. I wasn't answering not only to my mom and my dad, but I was answering to the demons. John's involvement with Santeria deepened quickly. I was being taught and trained with high-ranked devil worshippers into spiritualism. I went to sinking into funerals, acting like I knew the person that died because I wanted to buy the soul, or that person that died because I can get that soul and put it on somebody and die the same way. When drug dealers got killed in the street, I wanted to run out and get the blood because I can use that human blood to do witchcraft. For the first time in his life, John felt powerful and respected. People knew that I was a force to be reckoned with. I liked that power. I was talked down to as a young boy. Now I had the authority and the power that I can do whatever I want. When John was 13, his father was murdered in a bar fight. John gave credit to the devil for relieving his mother's suffering. I'd be up at five in the morning calling out to God saying, help my mother, and no one showed up. But the devil showed up because he killed my dad. I believe the devil said, well, no one loves you, but I love you. Your father can't provide for you, but I, I, I'm your provider. The devil said to me, uh, do, do, the, do the religion. I give you anything you want. Just ask. John says Satan became the father he never had. John was devoted to him. I light up my candles. I spit the rum. I spit the cigar smoke. The cigar smoke means power. 
If I didn't have money for a roost, I'd cut myself and use my own blood and pour it in. The whole atmosphere of the room changes. And you know there's something there. And then when it's dead, you have to dress him like a family member. My father, I'm here. What would you like to speak to me about? What is it that you want me to do? Eventually, John became a high priest in Palo Mayambe, a form of African spiritualism. As he became more powerful, John took warfare seriously. Around that time, John met a girl who intrigued him. I said, well, you know, I can hang out with her. She's good looking, and she invited me to church. She also invited John to meet her parents, who talked to him about Jesus. They had the Bible out. Hey, listen, we want to talk to you about this. I'm like, oh, I can't come to your house. Your parents are crazy. I said, at least let me digest the food, and then you can talk about this Jesus guy. And then after I leave her, I will go to worship. I will go to double church and kill animals all night long. And then I will come back and see her, but she didn't know. John found the Christians amusing and harmless. We had a different system that they had. Their stuff was just kisses, hallelujah, we love you. So I kept coming to church to please her. But I wasn't going to leave people I was committed to. One Sunday morning, the pastor gave an altar call. John went forward, but wasn't prepared for what happened next. I said, well, the devil can't touch me here. I'm in front of the pastor now. I'm protected. All of a sudden, I got demon possessed. I got them by the throat, picked them up in there, and said, I came for you. And all these big men came out to see, try to grab me. I was just throwing people around like rag dogs. And then 200 something people got up and raised up hands. Spiritual warfare for a person that would have killed them on a heartbeat. I saw the power of God in the church. One of the guys was whispering back in my ear and say, say, Jesus is Lord, say, Jesus is Lord, say it, say it. So I couldn't open my mouth. And then Jesus. suddenly I was able to say, Jesus is, Lord. Jesus is Lord. And the devil left. John was embarrassed about the outburst, but not sure what to do next. One of the church elders approached him a few days later. He said, Jesus wants you to have this. He gave me a sweatshirt. They said, you're a warrior for Christ. For someone to come and say, this is a gift in Christ. She's loved you. To me, that was amazing. I couldn't believe that Jesus loved me. But I was committed to the dark side. I was committed to the demons. I was committed to the devil. And I was betwixt two worlds. And I know that Jesus is the Lord. I bend my knee to the cross. And Jesus came into my life. I took a white piece of paper and I wrote down a servant, a slave of Jesus Christ. I serve you all the days of my life. John threw out all of his witchcraft paraphernalia, but the battle wasn't over. He was under spiritual attack every night for the next month. At night, I felt a presence come into the room. And then when I would turn around, I would actually sometimes see what was there. Or sometimes I would just slip around and somehow fall asleep up this way. And I would just feel someone's hands just grab me by my throat and try to pick me off of bed and try to rip my body. I rip my soul out of my body. Sometimes they grab by my feet and the bed would shake. And they would bring it up and levitate the bed and levitate me to the point that I was, sometimes I might even reach the ceiling. And I couldn't breathe and I couldn't cry out. I couldn't talk. I felt like I was choking. I felt like they were choking the life out of me. And I would try to call out for Jesus. 
and the words wouldn't come out. And then in the end of the birth, I'm like, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Saves me. And it will go away. John didn't understand why God permitted the nightly struggles. I asked the Lord, why did you allow this to happen to me? Why this torment? Why did you allow these people to abuse me this way? I gave my life to you. I told you I would serve you. And he said to me, I wanted to know how much you love me, how much you trust me. And no devil ever showed up to my house ever again. John says he wouldn't trade anything for what he's found in Christ. For 25 years of my life, I was able to do anything to anybody. Anyway, I count that out to be foolish. To gain Christ. He's my own all. He's the breath that I breathe. He walks with me. I can hear the sound of his voice in my ear. I'm victorious in Christ. I got peace. I'm not empty no more. I got fulfillment. I got a purpose and I have a destiny today. And all because I say yes to the cross. Next person that I found changed everything so quickly. This person was teaching me everything and I was saying, God, use me as you use her. It was a woman called Catherine Kuhlman. This woman just changed everything uh, so quickly. The total surrender. If Jesus could trust the Holy Spirit, and he did, Jesus staked everything that he had on the Holy Ghost. Remember that. Never forget it. The Son of the Living God staked absolutely everything, and I do not need to be sacrilegious when I word it just as I have. I mean it just as I said. When Jesus walked this earth, he was as much man as he were not God. That's the reason he could have yielded to temptation. If Jesus could not have yielded to those temptations, then those temptations would have been a farce. And the secret of those miracles in the life and ministry of Jesus was the Holy Spirit. That same glorious resurrection power that walked into that and raised to Jesus from the dead. And when Jesus went away, this to me is so thrilling. Love is something that you do. You can't love without giving. You just cannot love without giving. Remember that wonderful conversation that Jesus had with the Father? When he reminded the Father, when he said, These that thou hast given unto me, the church, this glorious body of believers, these, Father, that thou hast given unto me, and you and I are God's gift to his Son, the church is precious. Oh, if you only knew how precious is the church. How precious is the bride of Christ if you could only understand. 
sometimes we get glimpses of it. But often I wonder how many of us realize how precious is the church. It's God's gift to his son. How precious is the bride of Christ. It's the father's gift to his son. You can't love without giving, you can't. That's the reason just before Jesus went away, he gave to the church the greatest gift that was possible for him to give. There was no greater gift that Jesus could give to his own. There was no greater gift that he could give to the church than the person who had been so faithful, the one who had not failed him. Ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. What power? The same power that had been manifested in his ministry, in his life. The one who had not failed him. My plan then was to do my films uh, project properly, explore new creativity ideas for the advertisements and films and continue sharing my testimony and exposing everything about the kingdom of darkness that I know on social media and platforms. Then I got a message from God one day. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It was a mark 16 verse 15. Uh, it was a tough choice for me to give up. On, on my only source of income and moved to full-time ministry so I replied saying Lord you chose the wrong person I cannot do this I cannot do it I, 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 I was like no and went back to the routine life I go back to my uh, film industry again I was struggling in every day uh, to work everything but after some days as usually I joined the daily zoom call on the live group to hear the word of God and pray but I, did, I, I didn't know that day was for me. When prayer started, a believer told me, man, you have a huge calling. Uh, just, um, you just focus on that and fast and pray. Then I received the confirmation that God was serious about my calling. After a few months, I received a call from that person, Terry, tomorrow I'm going to do a deliverance on this person uh, and she is having a tough situation. So I need you to come and so I said alright I'll be there. After hanging up the phone I was asking myself oh my god casting out demons me but again God was leveling me up. We complete the deliverance total victory after the deliverance my, my friend called me again dude I was confused about how you did that. Man, but man you have a huge calling as an evangelist to stand in the spiritual warfare and deliverance. I thought that this girl was so crazy when she said that but since then uh, she started sending me a lot of sermons, uh, study links, books, audio sermons and casting out demons, everything. I was like, no, I cannot do that. Nevertheless, I was still focusing on my filmmaking and uh, taking up new projects and I started traveling from state to state 
and I was I was focused on all everything what I'm doing I was not focusing on the material that she's sending but she did not stop sending me materials nor calling me for the other deliverance service to talk about demons and spiritual warfare sometimes I thought that uh, it is time to block everyone it is time to <laughs> like uh, leave the group I was like I cannot do that I was like uh, no because not only this and not only this person that sending me uh, calling me and everything but everyone from the group were calling me to speak about the spiritual warfare when I found my life on March 10 I remember that voice that, uh, that asked me will you be my child to which I said yes but on this time I asked the Lord Lord Jesus why I had spent five years of worshiping the devil and you putting me into the battle again I cannot do anything with again I cannot do anything with the demons anymore I was mad like Job but the scriptures was popping up in my mind you have to go climb on me everything just cover me like a full of fire but I need to study more and I studied and I studied and I started doing the deliverance and more than 35 deliverance I have done and I'm a deliverance minister right now an evangelist and empty vessel or a donkey servant for Jesus Christ and I'm still studying everything all right this is starting when Satan meets you through the ignorance in the book of Genesis chapter 3 when Cain and Abel had a feeling out and God tell, uh, tells Cain he said uh, why do you look so digited and he said if you do what's right I'll be pleased and if you do what's wrong he said the sin will knock at the door so right now in this chapter God is letting us know that heart is like heart is heart is the door okay all right and when we come into the New Testament Jesus said Jesus was talking about Jesus was talking about the same room Jesus said to the Pharisees he said how you are not able to hear my speech because there is no room in your heart so God the Father said about the room the Son of God Jesus Christ said about the room and when we move forward on the Apostle Paul said be angry so do not neither give place so it means give, do not do not give the place all right so when you find from the old testament and new testament the christian can uh, can open the door to the devil and enemy can come in by the way uh, the devil cannot own the uh, own the believers but the devil can own that area which means the the, the, the room the place all right and the deliverance is not for um, unbelievers but for believers and now most of the people are thinking that deliverance as an event uh, in, in, in the church in the, in the believers church that there is a pastor for this like an exorcist this is the this is the thinking of the every believers but not in reality so you may ask me uh, we have we have taught we have the total deliverance when Jesus died on the cross um, well we don't need to fight the we don't need to fight the good fight we don't need to fight in the war jesus did everything well he done everything well this is the number one a lie from the devil well deliverance is not ending in the cross but starting from the cross as a believer when we accept jesus as lord and savior he writes our name knowing the lamb of the book and we are free from our sin 
not from flesh all right I, I, I repeat again we are free from sin but not from flesh so the devil's power was broken completely but then the activities were still going on because the enemy continuously started attacking the Christians and believers and when Lucifer falls from heaven by the way that God God didn't do it to Lucifer like you can I leave my kingdom or you can leave my kingdom and you can go to the earth no God slapped the Lucifer in so powerful he fall from heaven to second heaven with the other principalities and now he came 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 again and for the rematch and now Jesus said uh, I have left my church you can have the rematch with them and Jesus didn't leave us without power he said when I go he will come the third person of the Trinity the Holy Spirit and now we have uh, the same authority as Jesus Christ uh, cast out the demons we can use that same weapon as Jesus gave uh, to us in the name of Jesus and the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and if you are again confused in deliverance then here is this Jesus teaching us a prayer our father who are in heaven and when he, when we'll come into the last point do not lead us into the temptation but deliver us from the evil one so this prayer was was to pray in 24 hours which means jesus was talking about the uh, the, the deliverance need for daily deliverance if jesus has mentioned deliverance in the small prayer then we should go deeper on that so christians have a demon uh, and demons can destroy it everything uh, satan has a power but not powerful jesus christ is so powerful amen and to the believers who are rejecting deliverance and spiritual warfare uh, they are not following the right path because they are rejecting scriptures and god uh, and, and the reason why church is not sharing about spiritual warfare and uh, deliverance because uh, they are afraid and their god is money it is lucifer i need to say uh, i need to say the time is so short and we have to fight the good fight in faith not in fear we are living in an end time and we should wake up i want to tell to the people who are watching me and listening to me wake up church wake up wake up your authority in jesus christ and put your social media to sleep church must be wake up